quenching the thirst for knowledge. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. The views expressed on this show belong to the show host, guests, and callers and do not represent Sorensen Media Group in any way, shape, or form. This show serves in the public's interest and SMG reserves the right to maintain control of the show as to keep within the guidelines of the FCC. If you have any comments or complaints, you can contact SMG. At SMG, we strive to present the best product we can. We value your opinion and we thank you so much for listening and tuning in to News Talk K57. Quenching the thirst for knowledge. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. Talk K57's Vet Talk with, of course, Tom Devlin and, of course, the person sitting in your chair, Mr. Johnny Atulai Titano. Good evening, good evening to all of you out there in Radio Land, all you vets, brothers and sisters. Welcome. This is Johnny Atulai Titano, and I'm down here at K57 Vet Talk Show. And with me this evening... This is Tom Devlin. I'm one of the members of the military order Purple Heart on Guam. Good evening, everybody. I'm I'm one of the commanders from Purple Heart. This <laughs> <Okay. laughs> is a new, new, new gig for me. All right, just a little bit of housekeeping. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can give us a call, 477-5757. And if you'd like to tune in to the radio, we are on the 570 AM dial and, of course, on 96.5 FM. And we're streaming on camera on k57.com, pncguam.com, and, of course, on PNC and Newstalk K57's Facebook page. You know, Tommy, every time I put this on and I come to the show, I feel like... General Doolittle doing that last flight over China, the one-way well, mission off well, the Enterprise. Well, since I'm looking across from you, I'm looking. You look like one. You look like a uh, a bombardier. A bombardier in the nose. You got the this on that that on, and you're just ready to drop it on the pickle barrel. Yeah, baby. Well, thank you very much. It's That's my pleasure. 
Hey, uh, listen, uh, we'd like to thank all you gentlemen and ladies that are vets to the show. And we're being broadcasted throughout the whole Asia-Pacific area, including the Philippines, where Sean, his lovely lady's at, and uh, I don't know her name. And uh, to the boys in the States, throughout the States, that are listening in on Radio Land here. Welcome aboard. Got any news, Tom? Uh... Well, you have most of the announcements. Oh, yeah, I got it. If you want to. <laughs> I, I gave John most of the announcements. He the, gave me a Department of Veterans Affairs, Veterans Benefits Administration, Guam's office. Right, the new uh, phone number. The new phone number is 687-2096. And uh, just, just for your reference, uh, you guys calling in, if you ask me any hard questions, that I'm not able to answer, I'm going to refer you to take two aspirins and call Patty Arroyo or Polly in the morning. They got <laughs> yeah. the answer. Don't ask me about well, no Patty shots. Patty has her own mail chute here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second one down. Oh, is that right? That's, yeah, that's Patty's mail chute. So guess what? <laughs> Slip it in there, baby. <laughs> yep. Right? Doesn't it say Patty? Hi, Dill. It sure does. It sure does. So, Patty, yeah, guess yeah. what? Well, You're going to get some surprises tonight. The hard ones are coming your way. Yeah, the hard ones are coming. I got no answers. Don't ask me what time it is for a shot or where to register my car. I don't know. Anyway, um, you got anything, Tommy? Uh, the Veterans Affairs Commission meeting. Roger that. Is uh, this Friday. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at uh, the governor's office, Adelope, the large conference room in Adelope. Oh, so they opened it up for us. I, yeah. It's, uh, that was nice. That's nice. All right. And I hope everything's going well with the fundraiser for Lou and Josh this evening. $500 a pop. Whew. I wonder if we went there, would they comp us? Are you kidding? <laughs> Why? They comp Isaiah before they, they comp. comp. Isaiah. And thanks, Why not Isaiah. Us? <laughs> and thanks, Isaiah, you know, for standing in. You know, John, we're not the enemy. Oh, no, we're not. We're not the enemy. And sometimes you know, we have to bring things up that are the concern of the veterans. Um. Sometimes political leaders don't like that. Definitely, definitely. And don't. sometimes we ha- we ha- have to be diplomatic, but also we have to be somewhat tough, and say, "Look, you say you support the veterans. Look, you say we have the highest per capita individuals going into the military service." Yes. Okay. Now, how many? When a veteran goes into the military service, and they come back to the fifty continuous states, they get unemployment insurance. Mm-hmm. The same veteran goes into the military service on Guam. He comes back. He doesn't get unemployment insurance. No, he doesn't. What's the what's the gig on that? Well, that's I'm just throwing it out there because it's not right because he served in the same military like everybody else did. Well, look at it this way too: so Social Security. Yes. No Social Security. I pay, I've been paying for it since I was yeah probably yeah thirteen, and you had to be fifteen to get a Social Security card oh, yeah. in those days. Now the kids are born. They get one automatic. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once the kids are born, they okay. get one. On, right. You got a Social Security okay. number. And the thing of it is, paying through all these years, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, there's a there's a critical st- situation on Guam, and all these people that have never paid into it, they're they're getting it, and it's and it's thank you, Uncle Sam, thank you, Uncle Sam, because it didn't fall out of the sky. No, but how long would it last? 
Yeah, that's eventually after this virus is is over, however it goes. Will they go back to quote whatever normal is? And the veterans who leave the you know leave the military, if they reside in the fifty states, mm -hmm. they'll get unemployment insurance. But the same veterans, if they come back to Guam to live, this is where they were born and raised, they won't get unemployment insurance. Well, this pandemic something's wrong. This 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 epidemic yeah. pandemic whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it has raised a lot of questions with me, especially. Because yeah. yeah. my daddy used to say, you want any questions about anything? Follow the money. Yeah. And so far, they've, they've procured, through the federal program, over $3 billion. Where's Calculated it? and everything, it's so over $3 it billion. Where's it been spent? I don't know. This island's only 30 miles That's long, saying, yeah. one to five, eight miles wide. We should be running around in, in sports Marine Corps cars. Drive should be paid from the north to the south. And the new hospital. And then, right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think we, they had an issue with uh, the governor, right or wrong, that she's supposed to file reports, and the legislature doesn't feel she's filing the reports in a timely fashion. Well, she's up for call now because uh, the legislature wants to put, an, uh, put a bridle on this. Uh, well, it, that'll, this be, that'll be data. That'll be yeah, well, that's more political. Likely, yeah, more likely. We won't know what's going on till it happens. Till it happens, yeah. And you wake up and read it in the post. Yeah, and she'll probably make that decision sometime this week just to get it over with, and yeah. boom. You know. And we got more pressing issues. Yeah, we ha we have uh, a lot of veterans out there that that have a lot of issues. We we have a CBOC that really isn't taking patients in, like walk-ins, where you get like a normal physical. You get every like a six-month physical. Yeah. Now, I've said this before. My doctor is in Hawaii. When I, and I, I said this a couple of shows before. My doctor calls. He says, Mr. Devlin, this is Dr. So-and-so. Dr. Lawrence is the doctor's name. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought I was speaking to somebody in the CBOC clinic. Mm -hmm. I just assumed that. But the, the area code was 808. Mm -hmm. I'm going, uh, Doc, where, where are you? Where am I? <laughs> you know, and because I was to call me on the cell phone. Yeah. So very nice, you know, doctor said, oh, well, I'm here in Hawaii. You're in Hawaii, what are you doing in Hawaii? This is where I practice medicine. I thought I was talking to a doctor at the Seabar Clinic. She says, no, they're farming people out mm -hmm. all over the place. And if you don't see a doctor, actually see a doctor, doctor doesn't see you, you know, your, your you know, being. They listen to you, they, they check the lab work that you get at the Navy base, Yes. you know. And I say, oh, everything is okay. But they're not looking at you. They don't see your face, they don't see your complexion, your skin tone, your color, how you're walking, or you're limping, gimping, or whatever. They don't see that. And I think some veterans are missing, the older veterans, I think, are missing that. Yeah, they they want that kind of touchy feeling. The younger veterans, they go for this telemedicine, I believe, a lot that's, easier than the older ones. That's exactly what it is, telemetrics. Uh, yeah, and I, for younger veterans, yes. it's probably working very well, and that's fine. But the, old, the older veterans like you and I, a more of a touchy-feely type of group. That's the way we were Yeah, the country up. doctor comes right, around yeah. and checks you out. And yeah, how do you feel? Oh, I feel great. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, well, you look okay. You're, you're gimping a little more. Well, yeah, I'm in my 70s now. It's, it's expected that, you know, things like that will happen. Yeah, and it's hard, it's hard to uh, roll with the change. Right, and, uh, you know. What did they say to you today? Hey, you're going to Zoom the program? And you went, Zoom? <laughs> zoom this. Yeah, I told him, Zoom this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, boys, no Zoom. I, I honestly, I strongly dislike Zoom. 
I I agree with you. 100%. Well, Sean, you know, he tried to explain it to me. Mm -hmm. He actually tried. <laughs> and I looked at his, and he probably looked at me and said, Tom no more cares than a man on the moon, but Tom is being respectful because I'm mm -hmm. trying to, and Tom, he will be respectful. But Tom doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He's not going to care, but he's being respectful to listen to a young veteran. And let's let's give a shout out to Tom, uh, to Sean out there, Mr. Yeah. Sean Watson, down there doing your patriotic duty. Yeah. You rat, you jump ship, <laughs> and uh, you know we're missing you, guy. Yeah. But uh, also, I, I gave you some information on a new Secretary of Veterans Affairs. Yes, you did. The guys, what's his name? Audemar. McDougal. McDonald. McDonald. No, McDonough. McDonough. Okay. McDonough. Okay. New VA secretary. Yeah. On the, on the second, behind the first page is his background. Yeah, we ain't got time to read all that. No, there's not much to read. Yeah. Second that's, page. That's, second page, yeah. There's no second page. Well, anyway. I stapled it. There was a second page when yeah, I stapled Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need a binder for all this I stuff. Know, I know. I think you need a, you need a, a, a briefcase, man. Need Come a secretary. on. I got one. You're like a Wall Street lawyer. Yeah, right. You know? But anyway, hey, let's give uh, let's give a shout out to all uh, the different organizations that are coming to the commission meeting this weekend. Hmm. Can we name them offhand? Oh, that, no, I can't. I okay, mean, I'll start off. I'll miss some military order. Purple I don't heart. want to offend anybody. Anyway. What do you don't offend anybody? They're either in or out. You're either there or not there. No. But we got the commission meeting, very important one coming up on Friday. Yes, three o'clock. And we'd love to see the representatives. Yes, because. It's a with with Tim Ogden in charge now down at the veterans office. We're we're building a new wheel, and we have to start from scratch. And we have to accomplish things. Yes, yes. I mean that's that's a you can talk the talk, but after a while you have to at least start to to walk the walk somewhere along the line. Well, you know, he's walking the walk. <laughs> with the short time he's been with us, I've seen some big big things happening. Yeah. You know. Just I'm not too happy with the budget because we got chopped at the knees again well i don't know what to say i, I well i don't feel bad in, in a sense i don't feel bad considering 40 years ago 60 59 to now at about 50 some years the progress that the vets have made over the years yeah. i remember when the, the old vet office was mm -hmm. a just a little closet and this young plowing lady was, was running it, and all she did was file this, file that. But there was, you could tell there was no federal communication with her no. other than just what she was directed to do from Adeloupe. Well, well, I, think it's, I think Adeloupe. it's time now that we, um, we've been like the stepchild of Hawaii, I, and this is just me, mm -hmm. for long enough, mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons. And I think we should be able to be in charge of the Pacific area, the Southern Pacific area. They should have a regional office here. They should have a CBAR clinic that is, just is just me, three times the size of the one that we have right now. Have you seen the new medical facility down at the Naval Station next to the gas station? Yes. That thing is fast. Yes. And it's big. It looks yeah, like, it's, I'm it looks bigger than GMH. Yeah. Or at least GRMC. You're right, yeah. You know, I, that I was, was, yeah. I said, my gosh. I was looking at it. 
And every weekend we go down there, or every other weekend, yeah. the wife and I, Bobby, we look yeah. and we go, wow, look at the progress on Yeah, this. and they're working on that. There's always somebody there, Saturday or Sunday, doing something. Yeah. It's not just five days a week. It's, you know, seven days a week within reason. Somebody's doing something, building something, or, you know, moving things around. Yeah. Oh, before I forget, the Boat Basin Bottom Scratchers. You guys better be behaving yourself down there and, and uh, listen to JR and... Uh, Uncle Vic Roman, because I don't want to go down there tonight and anything's wrong. Thank you very much. Anyway, Tom. You sound like an arrow. What? You sound like an arrow. No, no, no. Very soft-spoken, but if I go down there and things are not... Oh. You naughty boy's going to get it. Oh, somebody's, somebody's butts in a sling. No, no, yeah. no, no. They're good guys. They're all good guys. Yeah. Retirees from every walk of life. Black construction. Marlins from Black Construction. Mm-hmm. We got the Attorney General, mm-hmm. represented by a very young, good man. I won't mention his name over the air because he gets all paranoid <laughs> well, yeah. working in that place. Yeah, you know. But back to what we were at. Okay. I got I got this one thing from Brian Marinda. Okay. If I can. Sure. There's a gentleman out there by the name of Clayton Gill, mm-hmm. and he's a USMC vet. Okay. He's a pro- about thirty some years old. He's homeless, and he's seeking assistance to get back to Greensboro, North Carolina, out of uh, out of Guam, and he's living in his truck. Honorable discharge, 2012, he became homeless. And the benefits that he applied for were denied by Teeson Federal Office. In other words, he went to the federal office to ask for a handout, and they they turned him down for whatever reason I don't know, and there's always another side of the coin. Right. And Brian Miranda uh, is seeking assistance to get this to get this gentleman back home. Get him a plane ticket. Too. Yeah, get him a plane ticket and maybe some pocket change, you know, to get him back. And I hope Brian can call in. Maybe and, Brian. I want if Brian ever called Westcare Pacific. I don't know, but uh, he said if you want to send contributions and help the, the cat out, uh, send it to the Post uh, newspaper or to Brian Miranda. And uh, all you Marines out there, you know, we got to help him out. Semper Fi, brother man. All right, Senator, or Senator. Huh? Mr. Tulai, we got um, Chris on line one. Chris who? Oh, Chris who? And what do I, do? I already picked it up. Oh, you did? So, okay. Hey, hello. Good evening, Chris. Hey, uh, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Yeah, I wanted evening. to ask a question because I, I have a friend, and, you know, he's like a... Well, well actually, he just went by. <laughs> but he's been asking this question for a very long time that, you know, he was in the, the military before. He's a veteran. He got his veteran place on his car and everything like that. And But... He was he was saying that he is denied access to the base because of the fact that he was not like combat like uh related, you know, like injuries or anything like that. But he had an operation while he was in the military. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Chris. I'm but listening. Does, does that like uh give him like a privilege of like military access of like a veteran no it doesn't 
Tom, you can you can uh, this. The, the one the veterans that have a veterans medical card. That means they get medical services from the Veterans Administration. It's mm -hmm. a white card. They can go on the military basis. Let's say you have a veteran that served in the military, did his two, four, or whatever it was, and nothing happened to him. He doesn't use the VA medical system. He doesn't have a VA medical card. He's he doesn't have the uh, title. No, but he has he has the VA. Oh no, he, he just got the regular card, but not the medical card. No, he's right? got to have the medical card because oh. basically he has to, the medical card. Uh, basically, you would get compensation, or you're entitled to compensation. Whether you get it or not, it's a different story. But you're 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 rated. You have a rating disability. Wow! And that's how so, they did it. So his his rating is like. Like as like, you know, you just served and you went out. That's it. Right, right. You did. Most okay. most veterans. This is the way it's happened over the years. Most veterans, they go in the military, they do their time, whatever their time is, and they get discharged, and nothing happens to them. No, but they, he was, he he keeps complaining that uh, you know he was on the operation table, the one that. Uh, you know when uh, President uh, Trump was the, the the hospital there in, in Colorado or something like that. Or? Right, but you can get an operation in a military facility. That doesn't yeah. mean you're going to get compensation. You get an operation. Okay, okay. And, that's what. Like, and your health. And basically, they feel that your health is okay. They did the operation, and you're okay. Now, when you get out, you can file for disability compensation with the Veterans Administration. A lot of veterans don't. They don't even bother. Okay, that's the, that's the thing that he didn't do. Then he can't get on the base. He can't get on the base. Can't get on that base. Yeah. I would so suggest he he, to file what? he's got to file for compensation with the Veterans Administration. He's got okay. to go down to the Assen office. The Assen? The okay. Assen Veterans Affairs office. And bring whatever documentation he may have. His discharge. Oh, he, he, has, he has it all. <laughs> bring it down with him. They will make copies okay. of it, and they will give them back the originals. Okay, Chris, right. does that answer your question? Right. Does that pretty much answer your question there, Chris? Yes, sir. Okay, then you take it Thank and Thank you run. very much for your guys' time. No problem. And Get you know, down to answer. I always listen to you guys because I got, like, 15 veterans that, you know, Roger good that. friends of mine, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a young... <laughs> Well, 46, but, you know, I try to, like, help them out. Okay, well, we you know, appreciate like, uh, that. You know, any kind of questions. Okay. That's why I like Vet Talk. Okay, thank you, son, and uh, we'll, get, thank we'll you. get back to you again later. Okay, confused. But yeah. the thing is, is that you, you directed him right. Take, him, take your papers, documentation, get down to Assen, get registered or whatever you have to do, and then stand by and wait for them to get a hold of you. And he's not alone. Do you know how many times I've <coughs> asked this question? Plenty. Why can't they go on the base? Because they're not, and you hate to say that, but it's a reality. They're not entitled. They were never hurt. Well, you know, the thing is, as I under, kind of understand it, you served four years, you right. did your thing, they opened it up. As long as you register, you get that automatic 10% or it's, it's something. But it doesn't... It takes you into the exchange right. and the commissary. Right, but it doesn't necessarily work that way for everybody. No, it doesn't. Because nobody, most veterans, most people that get out of the military never get hurt. They don't get a scratch on their body. Mm -hmm. They may walk in front of a truck, get two broken legs. Mm -hmm. 
Their legs heal. There's no limping. There's no gimping. Mm-hmm. When they get out, they don't even file with the Veterans Administration. Yeah. Don't even bother. So that means this, they don't file. They're not going to get anything because they don't. And sometimes, even when they file, they won't get a dime. They won't get anything. Yeah. Because it doesn't reach the level. Well, it's not, it's not affiliated to their time and service, right. too. Right. Like, both you and I, we're, we're, we got the scars. Right. And we got, you know, and there's no question right. as far as uh, I, I whatever our when rating I went down is. to the, um, the draft, remember the draft physical? Mm-hmm. And we were standing in line butt naked with 50 or 60 other guys. Yeah. And they're going to various services. But the physical is the same. Mm-hmm. There's one guy on the line crying. Mm-hmm. And I had, and we're butt naked, nothing. Oh. Right. Don't stop short. You're going to get a surprise. That's what I said. Right. But I told them, why are you crying? They declined to draft me. What do you mean they declined to draft you? He said, I have too much acne. Now, their reasoning, as much as we're laughing and joking about that, is once they accepted, once they drafted him, they're responsible to clean up that acne. Yeah. And when he got out of the military, he could file a disability claim with the VA because they drafted him with that medical issue. Yeah. And that's what they did. They tried to, they, they tried to get guys within reason that didn't have a medical problem. Well, back in those days, if you had uh, what they call pigeon toes, bow-legged, yeah. uh, cross-eyed, yeah. you know, that was an automatic exemption. Yeah. You, 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 you know, yeah. Or one leg shorter yeah. than the other. Or you had a definite record, medical well, I remember record when of the tuberculosis. Said, uh, read the, read the, the, gla- the chart, the eye chart. Yeah, yeah. I said, what, where is it? I can't see the wall. <laughs> You're okay. Yeah. We'll give you better glasses. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? And My time was and, your and time. You know what? They gave you better glasses. Oh, yeah. They, you know, he was saying as a joke, he was, they were serious behind that. Mm-hmm. We had another fellow in boot camp. Guy didn't weigh 100 pounds. If he weighed 100 pounds, it was a lot. Yeah. He had bad teeth. They took him out of basic boot camp for two weeks. We, no one knew where he was. Then a drill instructor said, he's coming back tomorrow. Where was he? They took all his teeth out. Yeah, they literally. Literally took every tooth in his every mouth out. <laughs> he came back, all you saw was lips. <laughs> because they didn't put the dentures in. We said, dentures take a while. And you know this, John, to be made. Yeah. So he went through Marine Corps boot camp with basically no teeth and two days before we were going to graduate they brought in his dentures his upper and lower mm-hmm. but he was eating lettuce and jello for two months in marine corps boot camp yeah and that poor guy if he weighed 100 pounds when he went in but these are the things that happen and we laugh about it today but it's not so funny but yeah. he can file a claim with the va yeah because they removed his teeth and maybe something else happened in his military with his mouth, which is unusual, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. So he's entitled to file a claim against that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's sort of not black and white. That's what I'm trying to explain to everybody. But people think it's black. A lot of people think every veteran that comes home, oh, they can get a disability compensation just like that. It's not true. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You and I, you and I both know it. That's why that's why I went into the program because I wanted to do one step better than my dad, who was a chief cook, and I became a corpsman. Right. And because I enlisted in the states, I had and I and I had an Italian last name, Taitano. They figured, why let him be a corpsman. And I said, I got out. I watched that stuff. Well, Some of the I, stuff I remember. 
it was a trait that I felt that corpsmen were a little older. This is just mm-hmm. me now, mm-hmm. and a little more intelligent. <laughs> no, that's not than the average person, because to be a corpsman, Navy corpsman, before you even were sent to the fleet, you had to spend a year in a Navy hospital mm-hmm. doing all sorts of whatever. Mm-hmm. And then if they sent you to the Fleet Marine Group, you had to go to school all over again. Mm-hmm. Marine be a school. Marine. Because you're serving with the Marines, <laughs> which is a whole different psychological operation. Yes, it was. Yeah, and, people, and the average person doesn't realize that. They think they just throw them right into the, to the Marine, and they just don't. Nope. They've got to go to school, special training. How you lift people in a field, how you carry them. How do you bandage how them? Do you, how you bandage them. The biggest shock to me was the priority. Mm-hmm. If yeah. this guy's less wounded than this guy. Yeah, and you make the call. Then, then get him back up on the line and firing back, and yeah. then we'll get to him yeah. after the battle. Who pulls if the teeth out left? in the field? Guess I, what? <laughs> I had special pliers. Right, yeah. <laughs> but you tell they don't believe you. Oh, they go to the they go to the rear to a dentist. Yeah. No, they go to the rear to the dentist when they get to the rear. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna take a break now, I guess. You know that chick that used to dance alive? Every night she'd be on the Magatni Guam is News Talk K57. <laughs> Quenching the thirst for knowledge. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. The views expressed on this show belong to the show host, guests, and callers and do not represent Sorensen Media Group in any way, shape, or form. This show serves in the public's interest and SMG reserves the right to maintain control of the show as to keep within the guidelines of the FCC. If you have any comments or complaints, you can contact SMG. At SMG, we strive to present the best product we can. We value your opinion and we thank you so much for listening and tuning in to News Talk K57. You are here. Your talk, your station, News Talk K57. We are KGUM AM in Agatha, Guam. You got it locked on to that talk on News Talk K57, your talk, your station. All right. The man sitting in your chair we got is Johnny Atulai Titano and uh, Military Order of the Purple Heart. I'm trying to keep this in correlation to how we do it when Sean's here. Sean ain't here. <laughs> Every, everybody does it a little different. Everybody uh-huh. has their own way. This is Tom Devlin. I'm one of the members of Military Purple Heart in Guam. And we, everybody does it a little differently. That's, that's what you want. You don't want robots it doesn't work that well yeah let's just be natural right natural okay be natural you got this <laughs> <laughs> well welcome all you brothers and sisters out there you vets that are out in radio land uh we got a couple announcements about the va commission as tom and i were speaking during the break it's going to be a hot one this week 
Some people are going to be deleted, some are going to be at, added, namely the different organization that comprise this Veterans Commission. And we're talking the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, the Coast Guard, everybody that's vet involved. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been kicking this back and forth for years. Mm -hmm. right, I don't know how long. Uh, I gave you a copy of the law, you know, yeah. for takes. And we revised that. That law was revised. If you go to the different pages, you'll see things crossed out mm -hmm. and how the Veterans Commission wanted to change it. Mm -hmm. We did that five years ago. Mm -hmm. And nothing's been done with the legislature. Yep. So and what the legislature can't do anything if they don't see anything. If the leaders in the Veterans Commission, regardless of who they are, don't talk to these 15 senators. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happened... It, this is why we're at the stage where we are now in the commission. Members don't show up. They haven't shown up, and you know this, John, for years. Mm -hmm. And they're still on, I call I, my term, they, they call, they're on the books. But if they don't want to show up, then you take them off the books. You can show up and not agree, but show up. Not everyone's going to agree with everything. That's life. But you get a consensus. But if you don't want to show up, well, then you don't get a consensus. And when you do show up, you have to reinvent the wheel, as you've said, by telling them what's been going on for the last year or two. And well, it's you, not fair to the other members. That go. It, it, it's definitely not. But with Tim Ogden's uh, train of thinking, as he related to me, was we gotta we gotta get the basic players down. We need a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. We need some running backs. We need some ends and tackles and guards. It's got to be a team effort. Mm -hmm. A team effort, and it's not T I M Tim. It's T E A M. Right. So this this coming Friday, if you want to find out what's going on with what we have to work with, this is namely, do we have carpenters, electricians? Do we have? Can we build a new home and call it a vet home? See. And uh, we've been talking about we've been talking about homeless veterans, a place for homeless veterans mm -hmm. for years. There is a place for for some homeless, but not a lot homeless veterans. You know, I, I really don't see that. I, I'm, I'm street people. Right. I'm Johnny at Two Light Titan right. with the Boat Basin Bandit. And I'm on the highway three times a day to the Boat Basin. Mm -hmm. And I, I bother Manny Duenas, who's a vet. And he's a, he's a, the head dude at the, the Fisherman's Co-op, right. the nucleus of the fishing industry. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, he agrees with me. We don't see that many homeless vets. If they're in there, they're hiding somewhere. But it sounds like everybody wants to feel sorry for them. We see a lot of homeless people. Right. Yeah. But not that. I, I can't identify unless I personally get down. Are you a vet? You well, know what I'm saying? They made a report one time, and it, uh, I think they came up with a figure of less than 50. Less than 50. This is... This is and homeless. And then some people called on a radio show when we brought that up. And they said, we're not homeless, we're houseless. Yeah. You know, they want to... You know, go that route. Yeah. And I, I know no one likes to be labeled homeless. No one wants that. Well, it's not our culture. It's not no, based it's not, in our no. culture. Our, our culture is we take care of our family. Right. Whether we like them or not, it's a, it's a blemish on our, our yeah. family's name if we don't take care of yeah. our own. We have, a, we have a lot of homeless on Guam, period, yeah. whether veteran or not. Yeah. Look at the people that live in Dededo and other parts of the island. Mm -hmm. In Tin Shacks. Hell, John... You and I lived in tents that were better than these tin shacks in Vietnam. 
And people don't realize that, but it's a true statement. But I also lived in tin shacks, trust me. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I know it's what, what you know, yes. it's keeping up the code and stuff like that right. that, that some of these but guys it, it, just can't like do. It's like an underclass of people, and it's, they've been forgotten. Mm -hmm. Until you get a fire or some other catastrophe where you have to drive around and give them food. Mm -hmm. Where was everybody on this island before? You know, before and, we get off track here, let me let me... I got this one thing about Scamby. Uh, the wife sent it to me. His latest thing, his bibliography, uh, what do you call it, obituary? Obituary. Yeah, let's, it's, he's going to be, oh, here it is. Okay, now I need my spectacles. Bifocals? Yeah, it's a VA, man, okay. VA. It's in his obituary about his father, named after his father. His mother was Dorotea G. Scambaluri, and brothers Tony Artero, Tommy Vizagomas, John K. Lee, Robert Duncan, and of course his lovely wife, Rosie. And we're going to do accolades out for the ladies this evening because of the fact that, well, before I get off track here, but his his uh they got viewing and last respects will be paid from 2 p.m to 4 p.m on friday march 5th 2021 at the our lady of peace funeral home in barragata and a christian burial will be offered at 12 p.m on march 6 2021 at, at the blessed sacrament church in agania heights and services will immediately follow at our lady of peace crematorium in Windward Hills. So he's going to be cremated. And uh, just just a little something about Scamby. He was rough and he was tough and he was down to earth. But he was an honest, he was an honest man. If he liked you, he liked you. If he didn't like you, he'll put you in your place. And I, in this one particular incident where when the lady of Cameron was missing, you know, the statue was back mm -hmm. in the Early to earlier days, Bobby and I were walking past uh, this open uh, happening at the Reef Hotel, and I happened to notice, and I looked in, and there was Madeline and Scamby, and he noticed me, and he goes, oh, Johnny, come here, come here, come here. He says, I want to thank you, and I thought, what's this bandit up to? He's <laughs> and he goes, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for returning the Lady Cameron back to Agania Diocese. And I looked at him and I said, what, what are you talking about? And, and the look on Madeline's face was, he returned it? Did he steal it? You know? And, and, and I looked at Scamby and I said, I got you. I'm going to get you from now on, Bubba. And he had a flat tire over GCC. So he said, Johnny, can you take me over to the main office? I said, sure, I'll give you a ride. <laughs> I drove around the university about 10 minutes. Where are we going? Where are we going? You remember that incident at the reef? You pull that thing on me? I said, I took him there. and That was a particular incident that I... He was evidently in Vietnam, mm -hmm. maybe as a second Louis or mm -hmm. a first Louis, when I was... Uh, we were both in the same uh, uh, division, 3rd Marine Division, but I think I, I never met him personally then. It wasn't until hereafter... Yeah, I think he was in the provost. 
Provost Marshal, yeah. Provost Marshall, yeah. Legality and yeah. administrative and yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. Both Lee and I were in together in Vietnam. And uh, we, he also was a corpsman as I was. And uh, he was with 1-9, which was the walking dead. Yeah. Up on Hill. Oh, yeah. 449 or something. I was with 1-5. You were 1-5, and you got slaughtered too. Oh, yeah. They kicked oh. my butt from one side. <laughs> we were at the, the Citadel. Yeah, you were at the Citadel. There's only like 100, 117 of us. Yeah. Two weeks mm-hmm. later, they were 23. Yep. And yep. people don't, people say, oh, no, that can't happen. And that happened right after, right after I got taken out. Yeah. With a shot to the leg. And I'm saying to myself, what the? No one, <laughs> most of us didn't figure we were going to make it. Yeah. You know. A lot you of the boys You always think your next guy's going to get it, but we looked at one another's faces and we just said, this is just yeah. suicide. Yeah. And, and and to think, I joined the Navy to find my real father. I said, how did I end up with you guys, man? You, you know, yeah. you're in the wrong Navy. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. The corpsmen used to get, we used to talk, this is what you get for having intelligence. They assign you to us. Yeah, that's, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those million-dollar yeah. uh, get-through uh, festivity or whatever you want to call yeah. it, an occasion in life. But I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't take a million dollars to do it again. No. You, you say to yourself, <clears throat> I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I wouldn't do it again, knowing. I'm glad what, I survived. Yeah, you know, I'm glad I was, survived. There was some tight and, moments. And uh, one guy, I mean, we went through offices like it was just like. Oh, yeah. You know. Non-coms, three stripers, Sergeant three stripers were in charge of platoons. Well, they told us when we get, went in, com- in country to from Okinawa that. You will not be issued the standard red red cross and white band. And we said we wouldn't wear it if we had it. Yeah. We'd burn it. Yeah. Because in those yeah. days, it was communications, the officers, leaders, and, of course, the ones yeah. taking care of the wounded. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, but anyway, that's, yeah. that's old those, hat. Those are all stuff. war stories. Yeah. But the scabby. Sad part, the sad part is they're true. Yeah. And this is what, this is what we experienced. Exactly. And most of the Vietnam veterans are in their 70s now. Yeah. But Scamby, may you rest in peace, brother. Yeah, he was and a straight a, shooter. Straight shooter. No, and a hard, yeah. uh, his, his, his contributions to the community all speak oh, yeah. for themselves. Yeah. And our, and our deepest condolences go to the wife, Rosie. She's a sweetie. She's really nice. Yeah, and people like that will be missed. Well, one other thing. Huh? Line one? Oh, okay. Put him on there, Tiger. He's on? Hi, good evening. Good evening. And this is who? Hi, Mr. Johnny Atula and Mr. Tom Devin. How are you doing? This is John Conception. Hey. GY671. I to you guys and, and you know, the, the stories that you guys tell, uh, you know, my dad used to tell us like, pretty much the same stories. He was in Vietnam. Uh, you know, it, it what drives me to move forward and, uh, you know, those, those those stories needs to be cherished and and uh, you know spoken out. So I really appreciate you guys, man. Well, Johnny, look 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 at this. Let's take it back just just a notch. You're retired, right? Yes. Retired Army. Right, right. Ranger, Green Beret. <laughs> no, I had th- those are discounted at the at the clothing store. Okay, but you were in <laughs> you were on the field, right? Let's let's. Break it down yes, to basics. Okay, so you have your adventures, adventures, your your trips 
through the bush or through the sand. You you know what it's like. You know what it was like, right? Right. Okay. You lost friends. We all lost yep. friends. You and, know what's you know what's funny too, man. I mean, not funny, but it's like <coughs> crazy and confusing too. Is like we're losing we're losing our buddies and our our good friends here on Guam yes. after the fact. Yes. On on, on home soil. <laughs> and and it's attributed to either cancer or suicide or just general demise. You know what I'm saying? Right. So discontented. And this is the fight that I'm fighting for. Tom's fighting for. We're the advocates. No, you I, are too. I, I know this and you know just sitting out here I'm sitting outside in my outside kitchen you know where me and my, my pops used to talk about his stories in, in Vietnam and stuff like that and you know it's just bringing, bringing the, the closeness back to me and and the reason why you know we do what we do so you know again uh and i i said it to you guys before and i'll say it to you guys again you know i i look i look to you guys as mentors and um you know i really appreciate the fight that you continue to do for our veterans out there well this this is on you now because in essence we're passing the baton my advocacy is for my seven grandsons in the military stretch around the world and I and I want them to come home to something that, other than Johnny comes marching home again, hoorah. <laughs> we, I don't know if your dad told you that, but that's all we <laughs> yeah. came home to. In fact, right. they asked me, Johnny, where you been for the last couple of years? Did you go to college? <laughs> no, I was hanging out with Pop at the ranch. Yeah, hello, ranch. That <laughs> was yeah. a whole country of ranch. Yeah, Good I mean, stuff, man. You know, I, I mean, you, you guys brought me back to this sense of... Uh, calmness and uh you know seeing the look on my dad's face and you know when he talks about uh his war stories and and the good times and the bad times that he had back there in vietnam even in the korean war so yeah you know um yeah just it just you gave you guys gave me that sense of you know uh security again and, and knowing that you know pops is gone but he's he'll, he'll live forever you know so thank well, you i appreciate it we do this to educate elected leaders, regardless of whether they're Republican, Democrat, and we don't care. Right. But we, and we, we do this to educate the people on Guam that didn't go in the military. And, you know, every time you, they tell you, thank you for your service, thank you for your service, and they call these heroes. And you, you know what I'm saying. You know where I'm getting at. Right. And I keep telling them when they, you go to these functions, don't thank me for my service. Don't call me a hero. It was number one, I survived it. That's all. The heroes are the ones you put in the pine box, probably. Yeah. I said, if you want to thank me for my service, fund the Federal Veterans Administration. Mm-hmm. Fund the local that's, Veterans Administration. Fund the cemeteries. That's, that's, where, that's, where it, that's where it should count. Right. I mean, if, you, if you're really supporting the troops and you're really thanking us for service because, you know, Guam has so many veterans, it, it, it's, we are a community of veterans, and yet there's nothing really to show for it. Everybody's affiliated to a lady or a gentleman that's in the military. There isn't a family on this exactly. island that's not doesn't have an uncle, a daddy, a brother, a nephew, we're, a niece. We're, a, we're, we're it's, it's a culture for us because you know the, the war is not even a, a hundred years old. It's the survivors of the war. You know, it, it's what it's how we've been brought up. Uh, you know, I mean. 
my my dad served, his dad served, I served, my son is serving, so it's like a common thing. So we just got so accustomed to that. And that, my dad okay, served, my grandfather served. Right. It's like it's like a it's like a norm. So everyone yeah. just, I guess forgot about I mean it's like nothing new. I mean like someone asked me if you join the military or you or you join the army and can I borrow your your BDUs or fatigues because I need something to bush cut. It's not you know that's yeah. that's, that's the reality of it. <laughs> it. We just lost a sense of 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 the the real what it's like, all about. Patriotic man. I mean, we, a community needs to be more patriotic because of all the the members of our our family that serve. That that's where it needs to come back to. Well, I know gonna, it, was, it was like that once upon a time from hearing stories, but it needs to come back. And well, then, yes, I think you know when sure you that the when legislature, when you these ask guys how, yeah. know exactly what's going on. They know what's going on. They just they don't want to hear. Yeah, it's not important. It's right. not. It's not on schedule. Hey, you're going to be at the commission meeting Friday, right, partner? I will. Gy six seven one. You're the leaders of tomorrow and today. And, and you, I will. Just follow you're doing you guys' it. footsteps, man. Just keep keep uh, pointing me in the right direction, and and uh, you know, make sure you uh, set us up for success. Well, well, you just keep us in contact. Yeah, the way to success is, you may not win every battle, but that doesn't mean you lose the war. Right. And when you when you get knocked down for whatever reason, then you get back up. And when elected officials, whether here or in the states, know that you're going to get back up. You're going to get knocked down, and you're going to get back up, and you're going to keep getting up and up and up. After a while, you tend to wear them down. And you'll get worn down, too. Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll get worn down in all the effort that you yeah. try to put out there. And you can't do it all by yourself. No, you can't. You have to learn to share the wealth, as they say. Right. And sometimes you they say, oh, you're the best. You're, the, you're, you're fantastic at this. Yeah. You're the one that burns out. You have to know when to say no. And no one can tell yeah, you that, Ed. You have to look at yourself and say, I'm burning. You know when you're burning out. Yeah. And you have to say I, no. I think I already went through that phase already. Right. <laughs> well, you got, that's and why you. There's more to come. Well, that's why you build your group around right. you. You build a group around you. When you get tired, you got a brother there to pick you up. If you get thirsty, you got a sister right. there to give you water. So build your foundation straight, and you'll, you'll be okay in the end. Thank you, Johnny, right. for calling, man. All right, thanks for having me. Oh, we'll see you this Friday, right? Yep. Roger that. Okay. Who? Your wife. Oh. Oh. Good evening. This is Fed Talk Show. This is Johnny Titano. Can I help? <laughs> Johnny Titano. This is Bobby Titano. How are you doing tonight, sir? <laughs> that don't sound like my wife. <laughs> I didn't say she was your wife. <laughs> it is. I, I you say Bobby. Only Bobby calls me. What's up, girl? <laughs> hey, I, I I just want to. You know, you guys are out there. You're talking about your uh, telling stories about your experiences in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and I just want to say something as a wife of a veteran that um, I didn't meet my husband when he was in the military. I met I met him like ten years after the fact, or maybe even longer than that. But even at that, the, re- the, 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 the perils of the war still reeked all over him when I first met him. And I never understood it until years later. 
uh, when um, he was going through, when you were going through um, trying to get your, your VA benefit. So, you know, to, to the families out there, um, you really need to work with your, with your veteran uh, in your family and give them the support that they need um, because a lot of times all they want is, you know, to be listened to. And sometimes it's very hard for them to, to talk about the war. I mean, it's a lot easier now, years later on down the road. But um, they can never really share what they experienced in the war uh, unless you were another veteran because you know each other on what you guys went through. But still, we're here. I want you to know that we're here as your family um, to, to listen, uh, even though we don't know the experience that you went through, but we are going to be your heart with ears. So share what you, you, um, you experienced during the war with your family, because that would make your relationship a lot easier and better. Well, thank you, Ms. Bobby. We really appreciate that. And this is the other thing that I want to share with you and all the vets out there. Your spouse is not only your shadow. She's the one that feels when you, when you, when you feel bad. She's happy when you're happy. And you should be giving her the gift of love that she truly deserves. I know it's hard sometimes. I've, I've gone through it many times with, with uh, different a aspects of life disparity, um, not financially straight and stuff. But when you work as a team and you, and, you, and you take time to listen, it helps. Deep down inside, it helps. Trust me. Right, my queen? Yes. I love you, babe. <laughs> love you, too. Now get out okay. of here. Talk <laughs> right, to you guys later. Bye. All right, Hi, baby. Hi, Bobby. Thank you for calling, Bobby. You're not my okay. queen, but you're the second, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. And uh, I remember, I'll tell you a story, Bobby. When I came home from Vietnam, my own family, cousins, didn't want to have anything to do with me. Mm -hmm. so, you know, whatever. Baby killer. What? Yeah, whatever. And you, I said this on the air before. My best friend for almost a year when I was going to college mm -hmm. was my damn dog. Hmm. It was my dog. I would sit there when I come home, and I would talk to a dog. The dog would move its head and didn't know what that was going on. <laughs> but I'm that's sorry, you were never married, were you, Tom? Were you married? Yes. Do you have children? Yes. You have a daughter, don't you? Yes. Yes, you do. You yeah. have a daughter. I have a son-in-law who is a major in the Marine Corps. At, at Fly, this time? Flies the Osprey. Oh, no shit. No he's, kidding. He's been to Afghanistan about six or seven times. And this is this is what you advocate for. So when right. he comes home, and now he's 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 a mechanical engineer by, by profession. Oh, yeah, interesting. And they live in Hawaii. See, we were never close, Tom. You were always up there, and I was always. Well, I wanted you to go to Vietnam with me, but you told me I can't tell you what you told me live <laughs> on the air. But but also, I want to bring this out there that when we did the military, Purple Heart went to Vietnam numerous times. You know that, John? Mm -hmm. Yes. Political leaders on Guam were on those trips. I will remind them of that. Oh. B.J. Cruz. Yes. Carl Cateris. Yes. Rory Specio. Yes. The late Tony and Pinko, right? Yes. So they can't say that they don't understand 
at least the Vietnam veterans to a certain extent. Because if they say that, they're going to have to confront me. Yeah. Because I was sitting next to them. And that's something that, you know, they look at me and I said, you know about the cemetery. You saw cemeteries of the enemy that were better than the cemetery on Guam. Mm -hmm. That's no lie. So why can't you come back and do a better job for the veterans on Guam? And that's why when I see them, I look at them. I give them that evil eye. <laughs> and, and you know me, John. I do yeah, that. Yeah, I do. I said, because you were there. You sat in the damn tour bus with me. Don't tell me you don't know what's going on. Don't tell me you don't know about booby traps because we're the ones that showed you how the booby traps are and how you undo the booby traps. And the tunnels. And, and the tunnels. And things like that. Yeah. And then you sat in a room with the North Vietnamese soldiers that were our enemy at one time, and here we are sitting and having lunch as if we're friends. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say we're friends. I would just say we, we have something in common, trying to kill one another. Yeah, you, Nick Francisco, right. Shimizu, yes. Tony Kasaka. Yes. Joe, uh, Joe All of them, they, most of them did go. Yeah. And the biggest thing that I saw, I was when they, we had a vote as to who goes, mm -hmm. I said, leave the wives home. This is me now. Mm -hmm. Leave the wives home. That was the worst decision I ever made, and I was, <laughs> and I was outvoted. Yeah. If it wasn't for the wives, yep. these fellows would have more issues in Vietnam on the trip. That's yep. just a fact. That's just the way it was. The so, wives... But I, I saw the wives' faces. Yeah. And they were like shocked, but had to maintain, keep, you know, the control. But they themselves were shocked at what their husbands actually went through. And the way their own husbands were speaking about what happened, it was as if they were 19 or 20 again. Mm -hmm. It was as if it was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we went around here, and there's a river over there. So you get in a tour bus, all of a sudden, you pass a river where the river was Liberty mm -hmm. Bridge. That's true. Right? Liberty, you yeah. remember Liberty Bridge? I heard about it. I wasn't, there. I wasn't up there. But Liberty Bridge was, we used to fight with, with the North Vietnamese every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Now it's a beautiful bridge. And we pass it and we go, oh my God. And they blow it up, we blow it up, they blow it, we blow, and you'd lose people on both sides. And we got kids today yes. that are coming out of the sandbox or whatever they call it. What right. the, the term? We call, we call the jungle. Uh, right. Yeah. The jungle. Yeah, uh, they call the kids now from Afghanistan, Sahara Desert, wherever they're fighting. Mm -hmm. The only thing I relate to is what I see on TV, you know. Yeah. But I look in my boys' eyes when they come home, and I tell you what, they got that that distant look, thousand yard stare, that thousand yard stare, and I mm -hmm. give them their moment. Yeah, you don't even don't even bother them. Don't bother when they're ready, they'll come around. Yeah. Sometimes you have to pull them a little harder yeah, than yeah, a some stubborn are, they, horse. You know, some are easier yeah. about it, some are not. And that's, that's Johnny Conception and his, his yeah. troubadours, yeah. his boys. And you need the young veterans to take over for the older veterans. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing. I miss Jolene. <laughs> yeah. Jolene, she's a trooper. Yeah. You know, she, uh, she's, if she's listening in Alaska, all right, our highs are out to you. Yeah. And also... One of the oh, we got a call. We got a call. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, can I push the button or what? Can I push the button? It's already pushed. Hello, you there? Oh yes. Hello. Oh, okay. Barely hear you there. Okay. Who's this? Oh, this is Harold. I got a short uh, Scamby story from 1967, if you like. Harold. Yeah. You, you got the mic. He was uh, in 1967 at Quezon's when I first met him. 
Okay. He worked out of the command post in there at the time. So we're speaking to we're, we're speaking to a Marine? Yes, you got it right. Semper Fi, brother man. Yeah, yeah, 1960 to 1968. 60 to 68. 68. Well, I got you by a couple. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. 70, 68, you're, I thought you were 70. No. Or was that the chubby guy? That's the chubby guy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I was working the control tower at Quezon, just busy with all the helicopters flying around and the C-130s coming in. Uh-huh. And uh, the phone kept ringing. And I just ignored it, or I'd pick it up and slam it back down. And finally, I, I, I told whoever was on the other end, you keep calling me, I'm going to take this phone over there and shove it up here, you know what, Yay. when this <laughs> stuff is over. And about two minutes later, I had this guy standing on the door, looking at me and yelling at me. And it turned out to be Scamby in the end. Oh, no kidding. I had no idea who he was. No kidding. But and then I met him again. When I got here, uh, not in 70, I got here in 1973, but when he came back in 80 or something like that, I ran into him again, and uh, he remembered. So cr- He looked a lot different than when I'd seen him the first time, and I had no idea who he was. I don't even remember what rank he was back then. Was this was this during the siege of Quezon, uh, Harold? No, this is the battle for 881. 881, Hill 881. Yeah, April of 67. Quezon is in a valley. Uh-huh. The, the, the runway is Quezon, basically. Okay. We had hills, 881, 882. Roger. Uh, yeah, then you had 861 across the valley. Yeah, and the North Vietnamese would take try to take the hills so they could get to the airfield. Yeah, yeah, shoot down on the yeah, airfield. Yeah, Strategic. And yeah. you say to yourself, who yeah. advised putting Marines in a position like this? I'd like to yeah. see the guy. The aircraft, the, anybody yeah. that left Quezon yeah. always took off away from 881. Okay. And when they landed, they came in from the south. Okay. You couldn't take off to the north and fly over fly the hill. You wouldn't make it. Yeah. And they used to tell the guys that went up to the different hills, 881, 882. Yeah. You hold the ground. No matter what, you hold that ground. If you, if yeah. you get wiped out, you get wiped out. Because past you is the runway. Okay. We're finished. Okay. So there was no pulling back from these hills. When you get when you get off of the airplane, they bring them in on a C-130. Yeah. They make a 180 at the end of the runway, and they, gee, the Marines would get off, locked and loaded, yeah, and start shooting as they got off the ramp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was that close. But yeah. uh, matter of fact, I one time some guy was knocked on my shoulder, and I turned around as my brother. He was in one nine. Oh, one nine, the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know he was there until then. Wow. Yeah. And both of you were in country. What a coincidence, you know? Yeah, yeah. He finally left. He got nailed, and they, and he said, oh, he better go then, because there's two of us there, and that's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's so right. So he left. That's he true. went to Okinawa. Yeah. And, uh, mm. Yeah, Quezon was just... Well, everybody remembers yeah. the siege, but most people don't know about the 881. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These, yeah. Were, these were hills. Okay. Yeah, Not, that was, uh, was kind of nasty there. Yeah. The farthest uh, I went up was Fubai. Yeah, I got up to Fubai. We did a convoy up Harold with uh, uh, it was a truck convoy. Yeah, and then we yeah. and that to, was trippy. Then we used to see the beef from Don, from coming. Da Nang? Yeah, from Da Nang. Yeah, I made one of those. Yeah, that it, was enough. Yeah. But you know, you know what was cool was the the what was that uh, Arizona? We didn't know, but the Arizona was going creeping up the side with alongside with us, and then when we got hit, the thing it was we could actually see this 
18, 16 inch round going over our head. Yeah, it sounds, sounds weird, yeah. doesn't it? It sounded weird. You think, what the heck is that noise? Yeah. And kablam. Just like Bounces you off the ground. Yeah, just like Puff the Magic Dragon. That, yeah. At well, night, that was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like those. And guys. all you hear is check in with us every night at Quezon. Yeah. yeah. And We're so, up there if you need us. Yeah, if you're so, yeah, okay. you know, you're so movies around. on Don't it. go anywhere. But and there I am. I'm going, what the hell is that? And they're telling me. That's Puff. Puff what? Puff the Magic Dragon. Magic Dragon. That's what they called it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it came out liquid. Yeah. And every seventh round was a... Was a, a tracer. Was a tracer. Yeah. But it looked like liquid when from I, when a When I volcano. was there, the, uh, they still using the seven... The, uh, C-47. C-47. Yeah. yeah, C-47. They didn't get the C-130s so after I was gone yeah. from there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but they could put out some firepower. Quezon was a world unto itself. Yeah, yeah, that valley right across between 881 or 861 and the uh, and the base itself that's always full of VC out there. Yeah, and NBAs. They were all over. They were like termites on Guam. Oh yeah, they you, were see, like you, termites you used to see the jets. Well, I gotta give them credit. In on the napalm and everything. They didn't yeah. pull back. They kept coming. I, I also had training as a uh, as a forward air controller. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And ran ran a couple of those, but. Uh, uh, the major we had, he liked to do that better than anybody. So, yeah. well, you know, if you want to meet some old guys, you probably might recognize. Maybe not. Scamby's uh, having a the funeral. Yeah, this, oh yeah, I got the, I got everything from his brother. Oh, okay, uh, good, good. All right, you you familiar with Lee Weber, right? I met him a couple times, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm really I've been busy for the last three years with a sick wife, and I haven't been able to get out. Oh, okay. And everybody. Everybody found out everybody I knew when I quit drinking. I didn't know anybody anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then when my wife got sick, I even lost track of everybody I didn't know. Yeah, they're either all dead or they all left the island. I hear you, Tiger. Okay, well it was nice for this okay, little nice chit chat with you. Yeah, nice talking to you. Hey, stay in touch. Um, and uh, if you ever need any information, Johnny and Bobby Tight know we're in the phone book. We're local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. It. I, I met uh, the Jarhead there one time in his office. Uh-huh. I think five, six, seven years ago. I, yeah. They sent me up there from Aston for. Yeah. All right. I just had some kind of a dumb question, and they said he was the only one that knew. <laughs> All right, Harold. Listen, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> okay, take Maybe it easy, guys. Some other callers coming in. Okay, you take okay. it easy. Bye. How are we doing, Isaiah? Were you calling me? Eh. Eh. Okay. <laughs> and one of the the information I gave you. Yeah. All right. They this have pamphlet here. Yeah. The United States Marine Corps Camp Lejeune. Camp Lejeune. Well, it's actually now they changed to Camp Lejeune. Lejeune. Yeah. They're getting. You making this up or what? I'm serious. You playing no, with me? I'm not playing with you. Sean's not here. They have polluted water. Oh, they've had that problem. That's been going on since 1955. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Now they're in the process of determining how much cancer, what type of cancer, all the military personnel have gotten, mm-hmm. and their dependents and their children. Yeah. And they, they're sending out a report to those that, is, that at any given time served on that base and drank the water. I'm one of them that, you know, served on Did that you base. swim in it? Did uh, you go on maneuvers in it? Yes. That was nothing compared to Vietnam. We had leeches, and yeah, big old leeches like this. Yeah, and but they knew this was, water was poison. Contaminated. They it was contaminated. That. Yes, it was. So they knew that already. Yeah. And they just let military personnel and their families use those facilities. And now they're, they have a committee, and they're trying to determine 
what type of cancers are affecting the veterans and the families, and if they can award any monetary awards for that. It's in, it's in one of your in handouts that I gave you, because I'm a nice guy. Could you give me a whole bunch of handouts? Well, because you can read very well. I'm you lucky have, I can read it all. You're highly educated. <laughs> you're a Navy corpsman. You can't get Isaiah, away with that. Stop laughing, Isaiah. I'm not laughing. I'm just giving you an opportunity to press the button. You have Anthony on line two. Oh, Anthony on line two. Okay. Press the button, John. Two. All right. Two after one. Good evening, Anthony. Hello. On line two. Can you hear me? Yeah, hi. Hi. I, I'm on the road, so I, I'm on a... I'm using my car to call you guys. Can you hear me okay? You can hear loud and clear, Anthony. You're not drinking, are you? Mm, no, um, but okay. later on, yes. Okay, I'll be with you afterwards. Uh, so, but here, here's um, what I wanted to say is uh, I got a lot of friends that have been through the war. And I, I couldn't um, join because I was colorblind and, and the military didn't. They didn't want me, but you guys should do a segment on uh, not the military, but the Drive. civilians. Drive. That, Miles. Turn right. You know, the refugees, uh, refugee camps, uh, a lot of them are here. They make good. They run their own business. And, uh, you know, they are not the enemy. Um I was just thinking, I got a lot of friends uh, that that um, escaped Vietnam because of the warning. Anthony, and, uh, are you Anthony? Are you Vietnamese? No. So what do you know? Is this Johnny? Yeah, this is Johnny. Your wife and my wife, cousin. Okay. Our cousin. Okay, yeah, that's cool. <coughs> go through the Anderson, man. Yeah. Low. And, so, and what you... What? What you? Matanani, no, um, I since since that time, um, I've met, um, like the Lupia House or the Planet Auto Air or like that. They, those are are people that run away from Vietnam. Yeah. Because of the war, they're doing good. They're helping our community here in Guam. And maybe sometime in the future, you can try to find some of these people. You can call me. I can introduce you and talk to them about what happened to them in their land. Because my dad, uh, World War II, my dad, tell me what happened to us in our land. And uh, that would be nice to do. Okay, well, well, we'll keep that in mind there, Anthony. And thank you for bringing it up. And uh, maybe we can do a segment on that uh, on a, on a, at another time. But thank you yeah. for calling. Thank they're, you for calling. They're, they're here making Guam a better place. Yes, they are. Okay. Uh, thank you, and I, I admire you guys. Okay. I, thank you. Good night. We got another caller? Who's this? Mariano on line one. Oh, my man, Mariano. Is it Johnny Atulay? Yes, it's Johnny Atulay, Mariano. Hoffa? Hey, I'm gonna get in Hey, John, you did good, night. Huh? Good, um, you know, remember I'm running that uh, casino down there. You know the ticket that you gave me? I still uh, eight years ago. I still have it. Well, that's good. I hope you're using it wisely. Hey, John, 
thank you like for uh, what you did down there in the boat basin like with the people like right? okay. uh, with your taking like, with your two lane Mariano would like to thank you very much uh, well I thank yeah, Mariano you're yeah, one of the best like see Mariano is 80 uh, 84 years old like Mariano no, is still kicking that's that's good yeah. Okay. <laughs> he told that to Tony. Yeah. Thank okay. you for what you did to my okay. online and the people down there with the, your melon uh, and Papa uh, Zalaini left over. Now you give to us. Yeah. So thank you very much. Okay. Sir. You're welcome, Mariana. Have a good night. Yes, sir. Next on Caller Watch. Give me another. I love pushing these buttons, man. This is fun. We got another caller? Eh. <laughs> nope, we do not. Okay, Isaiah. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you this. I got a call from the university last week. A young man calling up and asking me about um, Mr. Titano. Understand you're a fisherman. Would you like to teach a class on fishing? I said, boy, this kid don't know nothing, does he? <laughs> I said, you know, I, I I think you better check your reference as to who you're calling because evidently you don't know my history, and you're 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 asking me to instruct young kids to become accomplished fishermen and stuff. I say, you don't want, them, you don't want me to teach it my way. <laughs> you don't want them to go to jail. But anyway. you could teach them the basics. Nah, I wouldn't waste my time on these kids. My grandsons don't even want to fish. They look at me and they go, are you kidding? You're going to end up like Papa? No, no, no. We'll buy we'll buy fish at the co-op, <laughs> Uncle Manny. How is that co-op? Are they ever going to expand it? Yes, they're in the making, but it's a slow process. Jeez. And you know, as a member, I I I always go there for certain things and mm-hmm. stuff, and I always keep in touch with Manny because he's actually the nucleus of fishing on Guam. If anybody knows it from beginning to end, mm-hmm. and they, and like every other business, it, it's a business. Money involved, it has its up and downs. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of people are disgruntled with it. A lot of people are happy with it. But if you follow the times, you'll understand what what, what it's all about. Well, I always give many accolades. I think uh, Guam needs to think how to operate other businesses other than tourism. Tourism is not going to be coming back for a while. Well, that's that's definitely true. Like I said, I go down to Bow Basin yeah. every day. And I see, I see the Korean parasailers, yeah. the Japanese parasailers, mm-hmm. the Chamorro charter boaters, and everything, and they're hungry. Yeah. They're very hungry, and it's, it's not that they're not capable of doing it; no. is that you just don't have any customers. Well, you don't have any people coming from these other countries. And they're not getting any encouragement from the government as far as anything. You know, it's like, hey, if you didn't make it while you had time to make it, you ain't gonna make it now. That's how encouraging this administration is, and I'm sorry, but you know, you don't you tell you don't go tell your kids to become accomplished in swimming match, and then you tie a ball and chain around their ankle. Well, they can't even learn how to swim now because the pools are closed. If I'm not mistaken, can't even do that. You missed that one, huh? No, I understand. Ball and chain around I your guess, ankle, and I you're know. gonna go swim a race. Yes, I know. Heller, Heller. But we can't even do that anymore because. The pools aren't even open. Exactly. Hey, how, and, and look at this, what they're doing. They're trying to catch dogs and cats. Don't go there, please. They only got two dog catchers, and I think he died. One of them died or something. And if, 
and, and, and after a week's effort, you catch two, two dogs, three dogs, and a kitten. <laughs> well, if you have thirty to 40,000 dogs on Guam, and on the average you're, you're catching, let's say, for argument's sake, 20 a week. Something wrong with something that. Wrong, something's wrong with the program here. That's like asking me to go catch a tulai right. yeah. I mean, with a shovel. They may, not have the, <laughs> they may not have the people, they may not have the equipment, but the problem is the government, you're sending them out there to do a job with one hand tied behind their back. Exactly. They can't accomplish that. You have to have sweeps. Maybe yeah. a month at one village. Anyway, never mind those guys. That's a, that's that's administration problem. Back to the one thing that I want to emphasize is you veterans appreciate your ladies. This is the time when they're when they're driving you to your appointment. They're taking you shopping or escorting you around, making sure that you don't fall down. Especially you older ones. Now I'm the youngest in the crew, so I understand. I I really appreciate it. So, appreciate you ladies. Let them know. Give them a squeeze. Give them a hug. Yeah. Tom's not married right now because I don't know what. Why well, come you not married? Wife died. Huh? Wife died. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. May she rest in peace. Yeah. She was uh, killed in Mobile accident. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was killed and my father was uh, crippled. In a car accident. Same, yeah, same, yeah, in the same car. Oh, wow. That's heavy. That's heavy, as we say in the old days. It happens. Heavy. It happens every day. Yes, it does. And the thing is, when it happens to you... Then it's an eye-opener. Then it's an eye-opener. Yeah, it is. But you would really... You'd see it in the, in the movies. You'd see it on news. But when it happens to you, your life just goes upside <laughs> down. Yeah. Up in smoke. Yeah. And that's why sometimes when we... When you and I hear these stories... You don't get much reaction out of us. Mm -hmm. Because maybe the same thing has happened to us in our lives. And we're sort of, we, we control our emotions. Calloused. Cal callous, whatever, you know. Because that's how different people survive different ways under stress. Well, boy, I tell you, my. Some show emotions, some yeah. don't show anything. That's what yeah. it is. And it really hits hard sometimes mm -hmm. at certain times of the year. It's like a month ago, I was telling Bobby, I said, man, it's quiet. I don't like this. It's not, she means, there's no wind? I said, no, 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 there's a quiet about. And then the next thing we know, bang, 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 all the way up to now. Yeah. Different situations, not not pretty ones. No, but we're, we're a small island. We only have so many people on this island. Yep. We have to, we have to learn to work together. We have differences. And that's why Friday's gonna be very, very important for us. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan Mendiola? We miss you, guy. We want to see your face there. And uh, Nick... Uh, Francisco? Nick Francisco, Tony Saka, oh. Seuss Solace, Frank Solace, Johnny uh, Solace, Gunny. All you guys are Gunnies. You were leaders in the war. You can be leaders now. Show your true colors. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's get this done for the young loved ones in our life. Yeah, it's not for us. It's not for not us. For us. I got one foot in the bucket, the other yeah. in the grave. So it's for the next generation that they, they take over from us. Exactly. And we were not always the best leaders. So you learn from other people's mistakes. So you don't make the same mistakes. Yeah. That's so true, Tom. And, and sometimes you, you do things at the time, and you think you're honestly right. Yeah. 
And sometimes you have to sit back and evaluate what's just the best thing at the time. I honestly made that decision, but now that it's not the right decision, let's see if we can change things. Let's see if in midstream maybe we can change things around a bit. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to make choices when you got very little to deal with, you right. know? When you feel both choices are bad, but you know, What's if the, you got to make a choice, you got to right. make a choice. You have you, this or this. Yeah. Well, both of them are terrible. What's the lesser evil of the two? And that's a tough. That's that's tough. That's a tough uh, thing. What do we got? Three minutes left. Wow. Where did time go, man? Time is really zooming by. Mm -hmm. Isaiah loves it. Yeah. Isaiah, we want to thank you, man. You're really a good, good kid. You handled the board real well, man. I like that introduction. It was so. <laughs> I'm rusty. It's been a while since I actually hosted a show, so See, it's kind of hard. Here we are. <laughs> We're doing it together. Yeah. Doing it together. Yeah. And for all of you out in Radio Land, thank you for listening, and uh, <clears throat> we encourage you to bring your friends to the table. Let them know that we're continuing the fight. Fight for the young ones in our life. Tom and I are both advocates for you young ones. Johnny, thank you for calling tonight. You too, Chris, Harold, Anthony, and Mariana. Thank you for calling. We really appreciate it. And talk to your elected leaders. Yes. Get on them. Get on them. Tell them that the Veterans Affairs Office, and they need more money. I know it's a tough time for money. I, you and I, we both get that. Mm -hmm. But you, you can't keep going nickel and diming everything. They were nipple, nickel and diming everything before the virus got here. So, you know, come on. If, yeah. if we're the heroes today, thank you for your service. You have to show me. And the yeah. only way you show me is put the money down on the coin. Build better facilities, bigger facilities. Mm -hmm. that's, how you, that's how you show the... If, veterans, if people see that the veterans aren't being taken care of, why would they enlist in the military? But the, you know, the that's, that's our secret, though. I know. Our young ones, they, they look up to us and look at what Papa accomplished. Look at what right. Grandpa accomplished. Right. Look at Daddy accomplished. Cousin Bill, you know. And uh, the wheel keeps going round and round. Yeah. Okay, well, we want to thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, both Tom and I. Johnny, we'll catch you next week. Good night, Gwen. Good night, Gwen. Somebody better put your bag into your place We will, we will rock you Got your guam is News Talk K fifty seven.